Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. Okay, I am coming at you, just me, myself, and I. Sometimes I feel like it's so, so, so beautiful and beneficial to have other interviewers on and things to chat about and focus on. And then other times I'm like, you know what? I just miss my people and I just want to talk to them. So here we are. And I'm just going to chat with you today, but that's not what the plan was. Uh, the plan was to have an interview on Monday. That's when I have changed and switched things around. If you've been listening from the beginning, then you know that like I had mountain Wednesdays and that was the day that Blake was going to stay home. And I recorded my podcast that day and he helped me with the kids and all the things, but he has since, you know, he wants to build his own business and his own dreams. So he started working five days a week and I've gotten to get super creative with like, all right, well, what are we going to do with the kids while I record my podcast? And so I've just switched things around Mondays. They go to a friend's house for two hours. And that's when I normally set up and schedule my interviews and it's, it works out really well. Um, but the only like downside is, you know, if there's any blip or variation in the day or the plan, sometimes it's just like, well, crap now what, right? When am I going to fit this in? And that is exactly what happened this week. So let me tell you (laughs) what that little blip and that little variation was. Okay. So Monday morning I wake up at four, I go on my morning walk. I'm feeling all sorts of on fire. I like, I did my prayer. I listened to my affirmations on the app. Think up. I wrote down my goals. I spent time in gratitude. I studied my scriptures. I started a load of laundry. I folded and put away a load of laundry. I was listening to one of my work calls. Like I'm on top of the world, right? Like it's one of those Monday mornings where I'm like, it's only 8am and I'm on fire. Okay. So I'm getting ready for the day. And, uh, just kind of, my kids were playing in the room with me. My older two were just jumping on the bed and Ellie was starting to like, eh, eh, eh. And like, she wants me to hold her. Right. Uh, but I'm trying to get ready yet while I'm listening to this work call. So I did what I always do. And I put her in our bathtub, our huge master bathtub. Okay. And she's just playing in there, playing with the bath toys, whatever. And she's right next to me. I can see her and all the fun, happy joy. Um, until she starts like, and I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What? And I like, look at her and I, my stomach dropped. Oh oh my gosh. Like whatever that expression is, my heart dropped in my stomach, whatever, all the things happened. And I was like, Oh my word. Cause I remembered that about a week ago she pooped in that tub and I cleaned all the toys with bleach and it just occurred to me now, I don't think I rinsed out the toys. And I didn't even think about it. I just put her in the bath. I'm listening to this work call. 
oh my gosh, she just drank bleach. Thankfully it's diluted, but still she's not breathing. I literally grab her from the tub, run downstairs. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I'm like running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I grab my water from outside of the fridge, try to get her to drink it. She won't drink anything. I literally like Alexa, what do I do if my baby drank bleach? And Alexa was like, I don't know the answer to that. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Right. And I like ran back upstairs, told my kids, get your shoes on. We got to go. Right. And at that very moment, my husband walked in the door. Okay. You guys, he had a super busy day. Like what, why, why did you walk in the door right at this moment? You're supposed to be gone all day long. And he happened to come home, right? He had planned to come home, which I didn't know this, but he had planned to come home between two of his jobs. I don't even remember why he said he planned to come home, but he did. And it just so happens, quote unquote, that that is the exact moment when he walked in. And so of course he sees me running around like a chicken with my head cut off and it's like, what is going on? Is everything okay? And I was like, Ellie drank bleach, right? And he's like, oh my gosh, what can I do? Like, and I was like, huh get the kids to in the car, you know, and whatever. And he's like, well, I can keep the kids. You just take Ellie go. Right. And I won lesson one in this. Okay. I'm going to share all sorts of lessons. Lesson number one in this is that there is no such thing as coincidences. I believe that God knows me. He knows my family. He knew that I needed Blake to be home in that exact moment. And he needed he needed me to, to help me calm down a little bit and know that the kids at least were going to not have to spend the day, whatever is ahead of us. Right. So I don't believe that was a coincidence. I believe that God knows me and that he sent Blake home at that exact time for a very, very specific reason. Right. Okay. Moving on with the story. So Blake was like, I can keep the kids. You just take Ellie go. Okay. So I get in the car. Me and Ellie are in the car and we're going. And for those of you who know me at all, I am a rule follower. Okay. I am very obedient uh, and that's just my nature. Um, But when my baby just drank bleach, I was speeding a little bit. Okay. I have literally only been pulled over once in my life. I was 18 years old and I am embarrassed to admit this, but I was texting and didn't realize I had entered a school zone and I was just going the normal speed limit that I always would go on that road, but I didn't, I normally didn't drive that road during school hours. And so I didn't notice that the lights were flashing, that the speed limit had changed. That was the one and only time I'd been pulled over you guys. That was like 12 years ago. Okay. So I got pulled over (laughs) and he comes up and I was on the phone with poison control at this point. Cause I was trying to like, what do, like, what do I do? Do I, I don't, I've taken my kids to the emergency room enough times to recognize and understand the protocol now that it's like, okay, I think I overreacted. I didn't really need to come here. I mean, is it better to be safe than sorry? Yes, it is. But I think I probably would have been fine to just like call the nurse, (laughs) wait things out, see how things went. Right. So my default, like mom setting is, oh my gosh, something's wrong. Go to the emergency room now. Right. And a lot of other moms are like, you know, it'll be all right. Like, we'll, we'll just see how things go and it'll be okay. And we'll just play it by ear. And then we'll go to the doctor later if we need to. Like, I wish that was my default setting. My default setting in panic mode is like, we have to go to the ER right freaking now. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Right. (laughs) So I'm in the car speeding 
talking to poison control, trying to like decide, okay, do I actually need to like go into the ER though? Or like, what do I do from here? Okay. So I'm on the phone with poison control. I get pulled over. The cop comes up to my window and I literally like told the poison control lady, like, okay, sorry, pause. I'm getting pulled over. (laughs) And she was like, are you kidding me right now? I was like, no, you know, oh my gosh. (laughs) So the cop comes up to my car and he's like, can I see your license and registration, whatever. Right. And I was like, my baby just drank bleach. I'm literally on the phone with poison control right now. I got to get her to the hospital. Right. So he was like, okay, follow me. Right. And he escorted me to the hospital. Super awesome. Super grateful. And I, I was on the phone with poison control and he stopped at a, at a red light and he like waved me to come up by him. And he was like, you gotta stay with me. So get off the phone, just drive with me. You can call her back later type thing. You gotta stay with me. So whatever speed I go, you, you gotta stay with me. Right. And so I was like, okay. And honestly, I mean, he was on a motorcycle and so he could accelerate way faster than my Honda Odyssey can. (laughs) And so anyways, I followed him to the hospital though. And the poison control lady, fun fact, her name was actually Bryn. So that was really easy to remember because that's my name, right? (laughs) So um, when she told me, like when I told her, okay, the cop wants me to hang up, whatever. She was like, okay, just go to the hospital. Call me back when you get there and we can just assess her, her situation. There's only two of us here at the office. If you get the other person, just ask for me, whatever. It's fine. Okay. So get to the hospital and the cop pulls into the, like the drive in part. And he was like, you run in, I'll stay with your car. Like you run in. And I was like, so actually the poison control lady wants me to call her back to make like, cause she might not need to be seen immediately based on her symptoms. And at this point, the cop got a little snarky with me and he was like, oh, so now you don't need to go into the ER. And I was like, no, like I will, if that's, if that's what she suggests, my baby still drank bleach. (laughs) I'm just trying to do what's actually necessary for my kid. Right. And I was trying not to be sassy, but sometimes I can get a little sassy. Right. And, um, I was like, no, like, yes, I'm just going to call her back. We're going to assess the situation and it'll be fine. Okay. So we, I go park the car, I call poison control back and talk to her. I get out of the car. I'm looking at Ellie. She's like cooing and babbling, talking in the car. Like at this point, she's fine. She did the whole, like, thing for like one to two minutes after she drank the bleach and like the bleach water. And then she was fine. Like she wouldn't, she wouldn't eat anything or drink anything. I tried giving her a graham cracker. She's normally like, oh my gosh, my little water monster. She, I have like a huge one gallon water bottle and I always have water bottles with me everywhere I go. And they always have a straw. And from the second she figured out like how to suck from a straw, she like is my little water stealer. Um, I love it, but I also kind of hate it because then I don't know how much water I've had (laughs) and I'm doing 75 hard. So I got to get a gallon in. So it kind of makes it interesting with like, okay, I want to share with you, baby, but stop drinking all my water at the same time. Right. So she wasn't drinking any water. So like, that is like a big red flag, right? Like, uh, do you have irritation in your throat? Like all the things. So Bryn from poison control tells me like, okay, she sounds like she's okay. So I would just watch her for the next hour and make sure she either eats or drinks something. So, and then if she does, then you're okay. You don't need to go into the yard. Just watch her, like make sure, you know, whatever. But if she doesn't eat or drink anything in the next hour, then I would 
definitely take her in because they might need to like put a camera and check her out and you know monitor her make sure she eats and drinks like whatever types thing type thing so I was like okay sounds great but while i was talking to bryn this whole time okay the cop is still right there like by my car and he again you know can i please see your license and registration because i i need to like report this file this whatever that i and so i'm like but i'm like on the phone with poison control while i'm trying to look for my license and registration and you guys i haven't been pulled over in 12 years i don't even really know what my registration looks like okay so i'm like trying to multitask i couldn't find my registration and i i thought i found it i handed it to him and he was like this is not registration this is just a bill and i was like Oh, awesome. Like, and, and so I literally told him like, I've only been pulled over once in my life and it was like 12 years ago. So I don't even know what I'm looking for. Right. And, and he was like, okay, well, can I at least see your license? And, um, and I was like, I don't have it. I went to Mexico a few weeks ago and it's still in my like other wallet that I have. And I didn't bring that in my rush to get out the door. And so he was like, okay, so you need to stay here. <laughs> until someone brings you your license and uh just so you know your van is your tags are expired by over a year they expired in june of 2020 <laughs> and i was like what like uh i i i don't even know how that even happened like literally it wasn't one of those like oh yeah we'll get around to it we'll get around to it we'll get around to it it was like i literally didn't know because and just between me you and the fence um blake's has been expired for way too long and we knew his was expired and i think my brain was just like oh my gosh we really need to do that for blake that i didn't even think about my own van um so <laughs> he had every reason to give me a ticket right i one was speeding two didn't have my license or my registration and three uh my tags are expired by over a year and he did not give me a speeding ticket or any anything nothing he you know just hey make sure you don't leave this place until somebody brings you your license and you got to get your car registered and i was like okay like okay sounds great right so so i needed to get this girl some food and water though and i couldn't go anywhere because he just told me like you can't go anywhere until you have your license and you're like right and so I called Blake and I was like, what do I do? Like, I live in a really hot place. It's like 9 a.m. at this point, but it's still like, you know, 95 degrees pushing 100 at nine o'clock in the morning. And um, he was like, just go into the hotel cafe. So I was like, oh, duh. Like, hello, Bryn. Come on now. Use your brain. So I did. I walked into the into the main entrance of the I, I think I said hotel cafe. I'm in hospital. It's fine. You know what I'm talking about? Hospital cafe. And I walked into the main entrance of the hospital and they were like, um, sorry, babies can't be in here. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, why? And just COVID protocol. I don't know. I thought babies don't catch COVID, whatever. Between me and the fence, I thought that was the stupidest thing ever, but that's okay. So I was like, okay, well, what do I do? And I told them, I told them everything. Right. And they were like, okay, well, I'll screen you, you know, take your temperature, whatever you walk over to the ER and they can give you some like juice and crackers and whatever to see if she needs to be admitted. So, okay. Sounds great. And at this point I'm screened, I'm walking through the hospital to go to the emergency room wing and my mom calls. And I was like, mom, seriously, like, 
right now. And I answer the phone thinking like, okay, maybe Blake texted them, told them about it. And she's just probably freaking out like at like, Hey, are you okay? Like, is she okay? Like whatever. And, but I answered the phone and she was totally just like shooting the breeze. Like, Hey, how are you? And I was like, mom, I cannot talk right now. <laughs> like Ellie drink bleach. I'm headed to the ER right now. Like, I'm sorry. I gotta go. And she was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Right. So, and it ended up being a beautiful blessing in disguise that she called at that moment. And that is lesson number two for you right there. Right. I had a feeling that I should answer the phone, even though it was like the last thing I wanted to do in that moment, but I had a feeling that I should. So I did. And up until that point, I hadn't told anybody besides Blake. Right. And so I obviously told my mom and she like immediately, she told, told me this later. Right. But she immediately after hanging up on the phone with me was able to drop to her knees and say a prayer. Right. And say a prayer for Ellie. And then she then messaged my whole family thread like our text message thread and was like, you guys, I don't know hardly anything. All I know is Bryn's headed to the emergency room. Ellie drank bleach. If you want to keep them in your prayers, like that would be really great. Right. So then lesson number two was one, ask for help, right? How many times have I banged that drum before and, and allow other people to be blessed because they help you too. Right. And so I don't know all of the people in my family who was able to drop to their knees, who were able to drop to their knees and say a prayer for us. But, you know, in those moments when we literally just like stop, drop and pray, those moments always bless me and my family. And even just a couple of weeks ago, my sister lost their cat and it was like getting down to crunch time where they were really, really worried about her. And so me and my kids, we just stopped, dropped and prayed like and it was I, I don't know if it's going to be a moment that stands out to them, but I know in those moments for me, when we just drop everything to, to kneel in prayer, I know it blesses me. And so why, you know, give other people the opportunity to pray for you, to stop, drop and pray, right. And ask people for prayers, ask people to fast for you. If, if fasting is something that you do too. And, um, fasting for those of you who don't know what that means. It's just abstaining from food for one to two meals with a prayer in your heart as to, and you're dedicating your, your day, your prayers, your thoughts to this person, this cause, this whatever, and you're sacrificing for them just with food. Right. And then if you even want to go further than that, there's um, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you can then give fast offerings and give money, whatever you would have spent on those two meals to a cause, right? Um, a donation of some of sorts. So anyways, that was a random aside, but there you go. So that's lesson number two in this story, right? Is just to allow people to pray and fast for you, ask for their help because it's going to bless them and it's going to bless you. Okay. So we go to the emergency room. I tell them the story and they, uh, the lady was really nice. And she was like, let me go, let me go ask my supervisor, whatever. So the supervisor comes back and you can tell she's one of those like grumpy supervisors. That's probably been here too long. Probably doesn't get paid enough. Probably hates your job. You know what I mean? And she was like, I'm sorry, we can't help you. And I was like, what? And she was like, you're not checking in right now. And I was like, no, I'm not. I, I just got to monitor her for the next hour to make sure she eats or drinks something. And then if she does, then we don't need to check her in. And, and she was like, well, I'm sorry, I can't give you any food unless, unless she's one of our, our patients or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, 
then can I give you money? Will you like go to the cafe for me? <laughs> because they won't let me in over there either. And she was like, no, I can't do that for you. And I was like, awesome. Thanks. Thanks for all the help. Right. <laughs> so, so me and my sweet little baby got to walk in the 95, 100 degree heat down the street. And I mean, you guys know this, like hospitals are not by like fast food stuff. And I could have gotten the car and drove away except for, Oh wait, remember the cop told me I couldn't go anywhere. And he, he even said like, and there are cameras here. So we will be watching type thing that I was like, was that just a mindless threat? I would have been offended by that, but you didn't give me a ticket. And so I'm going to just brush that off, but it's fine. Um, so I'm feeling all like I can't drive my car because the cop is watching me to see if someone brings me my license <laughs> before I go anywhere. So we got to walk in 95 to 100 degree heat down the road to the nearest fast food restaurant, which was Burger King. Okay. Which I am not a fan, but you know what? In this moment, I was a fan because it was the closest thing. <laughs> and I bought her a high C. I bought her some like French toast sticks, which was a huge mistake because I didn't have the wipes with me and she got incredibly sticky. That was not great. And she didn't need any of them. She just dipped the syrup and, you know, one-year-olds, it's fine. But she did drink the high C. And I, it was like, oh my gosh, flood of relief. Like you, yeah, like I, I can't put it into words. Clearly I'm struggling the gratitude and relief that just flowed over me as I watched her drink this drink. Right? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, <sighs> she's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. It was very diluted bleach water. Um, it was very diluted and it was just a tiny little bit that was in this bowl. Um, it thankfully, and Blake told me later, like that he did, you know, looked it up and said that bleach is hardly ever like fatal because it smells so bad and tastes so bad that kids don't want to drink it in excess, right? If they ever get it full blown and she didn't get it full blown, it was very diluted, right? Cause I, it was a huge bath water, bathtub full of water with bleach added to it to clean the toys, right? So anyways, I'm so grateful. I'm so, so, so grateful that she's okay. So from that point, we just got in the car, we headed home. Shh, don't tell the police officer. Cause I was like, I'm not about to wait here <laughs> until somebody brings me my license. I don't know why I didn't think that, you know, heading over to Burger King, it's fine, but I did get in the car. We drove home. Um, and, and everything was fine. And then she was like, I, I recorded a video of, of her after that, that she was just like, totally like playing and babbling and being all silly. And, um, one of our really awesome neighbors was watching Holland and Alila. Um, she was meant to watch them because I was supposed to be doing my podcast interview. Right. But she still watched them and told us like, if, if they need to stay longer because you get tied up or whatever, like I'm so willing to watch them as long as we need or whatever. So I was just so grateful that they had somewhere to go to some fun distraction while we were gone. Right. And when we came back, they were still gone for like 45 minutes. So I just got to like, just be with Ellie. And for those of you who have multiple kids, you know, it's like a random and rare occasion when it's just like you and your husband, especially you and your spouse with just this one kid and, and especially just at home. So it was really nice to just like, it's just the three of us just at home and we're just watching her play and laughing at her. And she totally <laughs> was playing this adorable game where we were sitting in the hallway and, uh, she would like walk 
and close the door and bye bye right and she's waving at us and then she wouldn't quite close the door she'd come back and which is her like little symbol for <laughs> I want a kiss right so then she'd walk back over to us give us a kiss and then repeat bye bye walk over to the door pretend like she was going to close it right before it closes right <laughs> it's like the cutest thing ever we played that for like 10 minutes straight I'm not even joking but it was just one of those moments where I was just I just am so content to just be I'm so content to just play with you right now and there is nothing else I need or want to do than just feel gratitude and just be with you and play with you because I totally had like earlier in the day um, I totally had like the scene from the sixth sense running through my head of like that mom who put bleach in her daughter's soup and it ended up killing her. And anyways, I, that movie terrifies me. So I have not watched it in a long time, but I really remember that scene and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally going to kill my child with bleach. It's fine. So, um, it's not fine, but you know what I mean? Um, so just, that's the third lesson in this, right? Like just some days and really try every day to find those moments of like Kairos. And if you go back and listen to my podcast called When Motherhood Feels Hard, I, I shared a blog post from Glennon Doyle that's just amazing. And it's all about finding those Kairos moments in your day and just, you know, just those moments where you just sit and you really see your kid for the first time that day. And you really see their cute chubby cheeks and their big old smile and their beautiful eyes and their whatever it is, right? And it was totally like 45 minutes of Kairos time where it was just that state of gratitude. And so finding those moments in every day, not waiting for, for the huge life-altering moments to happen before you just choose to enjoy it, right? And choose to enjoy your life with your kids. Um, so 11 o'clock rolls around. Now it's time for me to go get my older two kids. And I, right before it was time. I asked Blake like, okay, well now what? Like Mondays are a really busy day for me as, as a coach. And I've got a lot of like commitments, a lot of calls, a lot of things that I do like with my podcast interview. I have two calls that I attend. I have another call for my, like my people that my customers and coaches that I, I share like mindset stuff and nutrition stuff with them every single Monday. And then I also had um, another play date where they were going to go to another friend's house that my kids had swim lessons, like just all these things, all these things. And I was like, what, like, what do I do? Do I just keep going as if the day, if, as if that didn't happen, right? Like as if the day is normal. And he was like, well, what's the alternative? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, just like sit and wallow and just let the soundtrack keep replaying in my head of what kind of mother am I? Right. And he was like, mm, yeah, no, nope. Let's just <laughs> go on as if the day is normal. I took the rest of the day off so I can totally help you. And yeah, we're just going to pretend like the day is normal. And I was like, okay, all right, like, let's do this. Right. So we went and got the kids and really did have like a basically normal day for the rest of the day. And it really hit me and struck me that I think that 
is a huge nugget that I have been reflecting on a lot the last week since that happened. And really, truly, like there's been so many times in my life where something life altering happens, right? Whether it's COVID, whether it's my grandpa died, whether it's, you know, finding out some life altering news from a significant person in my life, whether it's, you know, all the things, there's always twists and turns and bumps in our roads, right? And I think truly, one of my superpowers is the ability to keep going, even though it feels hard. Um, and I was even talking to some of my friends this last week about like, what do you guys do when you're sick? And these were like some of my coaches and clients that were asking this question. And I was like, honestly, <laughs> I keep going. I don't pretend like I'm sick. I honestly, I don't even tell anyone, maybe my husband, so then he can help me a little bit around the house a little more, but I really don't talk about it. I don't, I don't stay in my pajamas all day. I don't lay in my bed all day. I, I still get up. I still try to look presentable. Am I going to be in a little bit more comfy clothes than normal? Yeah, probably. Um, am I still going to work out? Yes, I am. Am I going to go crazy and do like a hit? No, I'm probably going to do yoga or a stretch or foam roll, or maybe go on a walk if I feel up to it. Right. But I'm still going to work out. I'm definitely going to eat healthy because I want my body to have the awesomeness that it needs to really get better. And I'm not going to like give in to okay, it's just Campbell's chicken soup and crackers all day long with Gatorade. That's just super sugary and not great for me when, especially when I have a different supplement called hydrate that I drink. That's a much better and healthier version of Gatorade as far as replenishing electrolytes and all those things. Like I'm still going to drink my Shakeology. I'm going to be so normal, if not better than normal, because I'm just going to really lean into taking care of myself on all scales, right? Mental, physical, emotional. Am I going to take a nap? Probably. Am I going to make sure I get eight hours of sleep? Yes. Am I going to drink a shiz ton of water to make sure that my body can flush out whatever ickiness is inside of me? Yes. Am I also going to diffuse on guard or thieves in my house so that none of the rest of my family gets sick? Yes, I am. But I'm not going to, oh, I don't feel good. Right. And like, just sit in this, I don't feel good. Right. And I, if I'm offending you, I'm sorry. Okay. But this is just Brent. <laughs> this is just the way it is. Okay. And so I really do think that is one of my superpowers. And, and the, I just gave that in, in response to just like being sick. Right. But I think it's the exact same thing in all tests and trials of life. I didn't tell hardly anyone about the bleach story that day because I was just still in it. And I knew that I would come across, if I told anyone, it would be from a place of, of wallowing and uh, what kind of mother am I? Right. Like there was a very, very select small group of people that I told that day, one of them being Blake, two being my family, three being Blake's family so that they would hear about it from me first before anyone else. And then one friend, one friend of mine found a found out about it that day. Right. So, and then I told a little twisted version of this to my, um, coaches and clients, like it had a different spin on it. That's what I mean by twisted. Um, when I did my 
call client call on Monday. So, but really truly just like digging in and getting over it when life is hard by just keep on keeping on really. And that's the next lesson in it. I, I didn't write this down, so I don't know which lesson we're on. I think that's number four, <laughs> maybe five. I don't know. But, and really, I think that's the biggest lesson in it is when life hits us hard, we have two choices. One, sit and wallow. Two, keep going. <laughs> like really, that's it. And this is not Bryn saying like, cover up your emotions and don't allow yourself to feel and just put a smile on and go as if the world is rainbows and unicorns, right? Like, that's not what I'm saying. You are allowed to pause and reflect and take a break. I told you I didn't tell very many people about it because I was still in that wallowing mode. I still was very reflective that day, but I also didn't just sit still and let that negative thing in my head of what kind of mother am I? 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 What kind of mother are you? Right. And I didn't, the, the more I sit and the more I just, the more time I have to think and not the right kind of thinking, the overthinking kind of thinking, the self-deprecating kind of thinking. But the more I just allow myself to keep going through the motions and, and try to find the joy in it and try to forget myself and go to work and serve others and step outside of myself, then I can get out of my own head, right? And a lot of the rest of the things that I had to do on Monday had to do with serving other people because I had work to do and I had my kids to serve and I had things to do and go and all, all of it, right? And so that is the last lesson in this is when life hits you hard, forget yourself and go to work. That is literally been so life-saving for me in every, I can literally distinctly think of the huge life-changing hardships in my life thus far and what I did to serve someone else while I was going through that hard thing. So if you are going through something hard, forget yourself and go to work, find ways to step outside of yourself and serve other people. Okay. I had a scare on Monday with my cute baby drinking bleach. And then I got a phone call yesterday from one of my best friends saying that their son passed away. He was born with brain and heart problems. He's been in the hospital his whole life. And his big brother just got to hold him for the first time yesterday or the day before he passed away. Sorry, I said that wrong. Got to hold him for the first time the day he passed away. And it just makes me like, yeah, Bryn, forget yourself and go to work. Was that a hard day for you Monday? Yeah, it was. But are there other people out there that are going through way harder things than me? Yes, there are. And when I forget myself and go serve them, I don't have time to sit there and wallow in my head, right? I don't have time to stop and sin. What kind of mother am I, right? I am a great mother. I am trying my best. I am perfect just because I love my kids, right? All the things that I say in the intro and extra that I really, really mean, okay? I am a great mother and I don't need to make time to sit there and wallow in asking 
the stupid question because it's time wasting. And if I sit and choose that route, then I'm really not going to serve anyone that day. And that will just reinforce the, what kind of mother are you? What kind of mother am I? What kind of mother are you? Because not only did that happen this morning, but then you let it change you the whole rest of the day. And you just turned into a grumpy Gus who sat there and did nothing all day long. Right. And that's when we sink. That's when we sink and sink and sink and it gets harder and harder to climb out. So last thing that I'll leave you with before I let you go this week, there are three magical words that I learned from a man named Hal Elrod and in his book, The Miracle Equation. He's also the author of The Miracle Morning that I've referenced a million and a half times that has absolutely changed my life. But his follow-up book is called The Miracle Equation. And in it, he told a story about how he was hit by a car and was told he would never be able to walk again. And I'm pretty sure I've told this story before on a podcast, but he, he was told he would never be able to walk again. And he wasn't experiencing the normal signs of someone who was told that they were never going to be able to walk again. Like he was actually like happy and positive and optimistic and playful still. And so the, the nurses and doctors pulled his dad aside and were like, we're actually really worried about him because he is not going through the, the normal stages and processes of like grief after, you know, a huge accident like this. And so the dad was like, okay, like I'll talk to him. And because the, the nurses and doctors were like, we really want him to go through those stages of grief here where we can monitor him and, you know, help him process it and not go through those stages of grief at home on his own. Right. So the dad was like, oh, yeah, no, like I totally get it. I'll talk to him. And so the dad did talk to Hal and Hal really listened and really heard him and, and just started to reflect about like, man, am I do I need to be like more sad about this? And and Hal says but you know what? No, like I did already process this. I just processed it really quickly because for the last, I think he says like five years it, at that point in his life, he had been working on this because his, his employer had helped him when, you know, when stuff goes wrong with business and something cancels or a sale doesn't go through, or somebody disappoints you, or somebody says something hurtful or hard or, or life happens or whatever you have five minutes to wallow. You have five minutes to get pissed. You have five minutes to punch your pillow and go for a sprint run or scream into your pillow or whatever, like whatever it is that you need to do. You have five minutes to really, 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 really feel whatever it is that you need to feel. And then as soon as that timer goes off, you repeat aloud three words, can't change it can't change it. It happened. It is what it is, right? That I can't go back and change anything, but I can go forward and change everything, right? That is the first quote that I ever remember really, really impacting me. It was written on the, the walls of my high school. And really it is so true. We cannot go back and change anything, but we can go forward and change everything. I can't go back and change the fact that I didn't rinse out those toys. I can't go back and think about how I put her relive that moment where I put her in the tub and didn't think about it. I can't change anything about that morning, 
but I can go forward. I can learn from it. I can share these stories and these life lessons with you. I can remember them myself. I can definitely rinse out the bath toys the next time one of my kiddos poops in the tub, right? Like there are a lot of things I can learn from this, but I can't change what happened. Just like Hal can't change the fact that, you know what, he was in a car accident and he'll probably never walk again. So he made the decision very quickly. All right, I can't change it. So I'm going to be the happiest freaking person in a wheelchair that I can be. And guess what? Spoiler alert. He can totally walk. He actually took steps before he ever even left the hospital. And I really, truly believe that it's the miracle equation that he talks about in that book. And it's also just making that decision between those two choices. Am I going to wallow or am I going to move forward with my life, doing my best to keep growing, keep progressing, right? And that, I, that's what he chose. I'm going to move forward with my life and I'm going to have a happy disposition about it. And I'm going to do my best with the circumstances that I've been given, right? So I love you. I hope this was helpful for you. And I've been really, it's, it's now Saturday. So it's been like five days. I normally don't wait this long to record. Cause you know, this is going live in like two days. It's fine. But I, I just really wanted to sit in the story and figure out which, which story I wanted to tell and which direction I wanted to take this. So I love you and just know mama that you're not alone when you make mistakes with your kiddos. I mean, I've admitted now to you guys that one, I dropped my kiddo. <laughs> I didn't drop her, but she, I didn't buckle her in her bumbo. She fell off the counter, fractured her skull. You know, that made me feel like a great mom. And uh, now I've, you know, helped my baby drink bleach. It's fine. Okay. There are so many stories like that. And I feel like it is something that we don't talk about because we're embarrassed about it. We feel shame about it. But then the second you do, the second you have courage to open up and share those types of stories, they come out of the woodwork. I can't even tell you how many stories I've heard this week as, as I've shared this story with my friends and family and close people, whatever, that have like, oh yeah, girlfriend, you are so not alone. This one time, meh, 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 right? And they tell me their story about what happened to them. And so just know, mama, if your kiddo falls, if your kiddo gets hurt, if your kiddo drinks bleach, if whatever right? You are doing better than you think you are. And you are a perfect mom just because you love your kid, your kids. You're doing your best. You're trying your best. Mistakes happen. So give yourself grace. I love you. And I'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace.